0: Can we not
1: just hit the food right
0: now? <laughs> I know. I know. It smells amazing. Uh, I can't I can't wait to try it. You are a, just a, an absolute uh, food lover. That's why you're here today. Tell us about your passion for food and where that started. So I, I consider
1: myself a gourmet mm. and a gourmand. <laughs> What's does gourmand mean? A gourmand is someone that's just greedy about food. <laughs> <laughs> I think my passion for food started... Right when I was in my mama's stomach, uh, mm. apparently her she's forty-seven kilos and and her her food intake doubled when she was pregnant with me. So blame <laughs> it on mama.
0: <laughs> and you're you're not just a, a, a passionate food lover, but you're a local actor as well. You've been in a number of of, of of features out here as well. What's the catering like when you're on set here in in the UAE? It's
1: uh, it's interesting because uh, I do a lot of Emirati features. I'm the only mm. Indian actor that does uh, Emirati cinema in Arabic, mm. and and it's very different from catering when you're Doing world cinema, there's sandwiches and bagels, uh, <laughs> but when you're sitting with the Emirati crew, food stops shoots. Yes, you get the food out. You sit down on 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 one of the on the ground on a carpet, mm-hmm. and you. T- take the food out everyone shares there's a lot of laham there's mm. a lot of uh, and it always ends up with laban which puts everyone to sleep and then you got to get yourself back with a coffee yeah so it's quite fantastic it's, uh,
0: that's one of the things that i love as as well and you you kind of see it you can see it when you're when you're driving down uh, the shake side road you can see it when um, you know you you have uh, guys who come and maybe do some work or like you say on the film set where people really just take that moment to to sit together and uh, and share share some food from a communal place it's not an experience that us Brits do that often you know it's so it's really nice to see it happening here
1: yeah and and one of the most interesting things I saw on set was I was working with a crew that had people from across the world from Mm. the UK from France and they were the producers but a lot of their crew was was Asians Mm -hmm. so when they started serving out the sandwiches the crew almost refused to eat and because I can understand the language mm. they're saying what's this breakfast they're serving us yeah. <laughs> the next day they got their own
0: biryani and you could see the producers wondering if these guys were going to go start working the power yeah. of complaining they got they got exactly what they wanted food is awesome Jamal it's great to have you uh, here with us I know you're going to give us your own take on uh, what makes a, a great iftar as well uh, and uh, checking out some of the dishes that we'll be talking about today uh, let's go now to Sohan uh, Sohan D'Souza is our very special guest here today as as well Sohan is a blogger and a scientist as well
2: yes I am a scientist yeah
0: what area of science are you involved with before we get to the food side
2: so information science generally and mm. right now I'm working on sustainability and transportation
0: does that make you look at food in a different way when you when you kind of because you prepare and, and organize these amazing dinner parties which I, I'm never able to attend unfortunately but, but you're always organizing these dinner parties and they kind of, you kind of seem to take a different theme each time you do them don't you
2: yeah um i mean being a being a scientist i guess i look look at food as you know kind of chemical reactions and uh procedural you know the, these procedures and everything and also uh, kind of um you know being a being a history geek to some extent i've done themes i've i've chosen themes that uh related to some you know period in history like the wars of the roses or or the legendary period of Chinese history, yeah, and so on um, and that 's
0: one of the areas you 're really interested in isn 't it Chinese Chinese cuisine, I know you spent a lot of time in China as well
2: yes, I did, yeah, I even took a cooking le- I took some cooking lessons there mm. And um, I, I generally love the food of, of East Asia, but mm. I'm a foodie in general. I, like throughout the world, I've, I've done cuisines from all the way from Russia to, to like the Yucatec Peninsula.
0: Wow. Well, later on, we're gonna hear a few of your picks of some uh, brand new uh, restaurants that have opened up uh, in the local area. And, and talking of opening restaurants, in January this year, um, Janoon opened uh, right here in Dubai. Uh, it's uh, previously been a uh, Michelin-starred restaurant uh, over in the States, obviously still a Michelin-starred restaurant yes. as well, immensely popular. And the man you just heard there is Chef Samir, uh, one of the chefs down there, one of part of the team at the Shrang- Shangri-La Hotel on Shakeside Road. Chef Samir, thanks for joining us this morning. Hi, Ray. How are you? What, uh, really good. It's wonderful to have you here. And, you, you know, it must be... Um, an incredible challenge, but incredibly exciting being part of the launch of this, this new restaurant, just open a, a few months now, four or five, five months. months. Yeah, absolutely. What's the reception been like to Janoon so far?
3: I've been in Dubai before, uh, mm. but the entrance of Junoon, I believe it has uh, shaken up the local ground a little bit. Oh, really? Yes, because the food, what we serve here, is, uh, has been tested before. Mm-hmm. It has been tested for a couple of years in uh, New York, uh, but the team who is, uh, who is working with me, mm. they are always um, trying to invent new, new ways of serving the traditional food without losing its own, uh, its own character.
0: Yeah, because I was reading about the restaurant, and I know that one of the key things that you, that you guys did as a team when you were opening and looking to open, is you you wanted to kind of bring in some of the local flavors you went down to the the spice soup obviously to check out what yes, spices we were available I'm just looking at your menu which we will go into more detail later there are some elements there that you obviously wouldn't find on the uh, on the Junoon men- menu in the States
3: yes we do uh, work over here like uh, we make our own zaatar that we make mm-hmm. uh, we uh, grind it in our own restaurant in the restaurant and then we make the zaatar naan uh, the Junoon spice naan along with that we bring in uh, all the spices which we can get locally and we try to uh, just change the way it has been it is presented but keep the keep it the local flavor
0: yeah and you're, you're obviously part of a, a team but you've worked in restaurants around the world as well haven't you
3: yes i did i worked in india i worked in thailand i worked here in the way before with mm. uh, with the, another hotel
0: and what about in the states did you <laughs> did you work at janoon in, in the states or no, had i haven't
3: got the opportunity yet but i believe uh, i'll be going there
0: yeah absolutely well, it's fantastic to have you here with us um, when you when you look ahead head at preparing a menu for uh, for Ramadan yes do you, what approach do you take do you say okay well we need to bring in something special for this
3: yes I have to bring something special something mm. which uh, uh, which uh, somebody would be requiring after a long uh, long hours of fasting mm. like how the body react to the fast uh, the uh, after say uh, if i can uh, take some time in that mm. like uh, uh after around eight hours your body start looking for nutrients mm-hmm. which uh, you have finished from the from suhoor from the from yeah. the first uh, first meal and after that uh, after eight hours uh, then your body start digging into the fat which is uh, n- uh, the which is there in the kidney and mm-hmm. the liver after that it goes for the other parts of the body fat
0: That sounds good, though. I wouldn't mind some of my fat going. Absolutely. (laughs) So, so are we saying that's a negative?
3: (laughs) Uh, It is not a negative. It actually uh, makes you. okay for, uh, for my friend Jamal over here it is going to make him into much, uh, much, much more attractive person than he's already is. oh you okay. <laughs> just
1: said
0: I've got a face for radio <laughs> I think we, we might all be guilty of that yeah. but okay so, there's, so there's, a, there's, there's a little bit of science that you're applying slightly there uh, Sohan I think that's probably going to pique your interest a mm-hmm. bit of a when you're looking at what kind of dishes to bring in so where do you start then you, we start with the, 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 bot, uh, the moment you are coming in for
3: iftar when the call, mm-hmm. for, uh, call for azan comes then uh, you have to have the food which uh, is a very very simple, uh, uh, very simple glucose. Mm. Like it starts with date, which is a uh, which is like uh, you are supposed to start with the date and uh, yep. and the buttermilk or some kind of soup. Mm. So we have made made our first uh, course. which goes in dates and buttermilk and a compressed melon chart and some and few uh, range of sherbets. Mm-hmm. So you can uh, break your fast immediately with that. With a sherbet. With the sherbet. As a, is that
0: a, you, is that a, what I would call a sorbet?
3: uh sorbet i believe sorbet has been taken in from sherbet it's an iranian word
0: okay but but okay but it's the same same thing because that for me would be a, an end of the meal item uh- S- uh, Sorbet would be
2: like an ice cream. In yeah. I think the West is
3: considered to be an ice
2: cream. Yeah. It's a
3: kind of, uh, say, uh, grounded ice with mm-hmm. flavor grounded ice. Yeah, But here the sherbet is like you mix uh, a liquid like water or soda or, uh, okay. or milk and that you add to uh, any kind of uh, flavourings like a rose flavoring, that kind of stuff. Yeah, Then you can make uh, shia seeds, uh, which uh, which are called sabza seeds also. That okay. that, um, that, uh, that has a very, very lasting cooling effect on your body, which is required uh, after, uh, after this. What do yeah, you say, Jamal? I
1: think in, uh, in the buy not uh, you have what what chef just spoke about which is the rose water and the and the chaya seeds Uh, but if you go to the Arabic uh, iftars you also have the karkadiyya which is the hibiscus uh, drink you have the tamarik which is uh, the tamarind drink and it's really nice I think it's a a beautiful way to break the fast uh, with just some dates and a nice nice refreshing liquid before you you hit uh, chefs of thar menu well, that
3: you that need to come you need to hydrate yourself because yeah. you had been your body got dehydrated over if what know 14 15 hours of fasting which is mm. going to be this is i i believe I was reading somewhere that this is going to be a 15 hour um, uh, fast which is going to be longest in say last 30 years yeah yeah okay. and you had the hottest summer hottest like, summer yesterday like was a, a hot, in a decade.
2: Yeah, Fist, it was the hottest day in ever
3: in the world i you know I had to walk for 15 minutes it felt like 14 hours to me
0: <laughs> it does it does <laughs> we mean. are focusing on Janoon restaurant today. We've got Chef Samir, uh, part of the team down at Janoon, Shangri-La Hotel on the Sheikh Zayed Road, food blogger and scientist Sohan D'Souza, and my co-host today, Jamal Hassan, he's a foodie and a well-known local actor as well. But first, it's time for... Guess the ingredient. The first clue from Jamal. All
1: right, this one is hard, so you guys have to listen. Uh, This is made from a fruit growing on a tree that's indigenous to the Banda Islands. Uh, Banda Islands are also known as spice islands in Indonesia, so that's that's an interesting giveaway. In fact, something else about this ingredient is, until the mid-19th century, these islands were the only source of this spice. It's a tropical fruit, and it gives way to two different kinds of spices. Mm. you got to listen to some of the clues that we will give away to guess on which particular spice we're talking
3: about
0: okay guys I'll take a crack without uh giving it away do you have any idea what that could be samir
3: without giving it away
0: yeah no clue <laughs> <laughs> sohan you're looking a little bit confused there as well
2: um i i've actually cooked indonesian food okay. i've got one indonesian meal but i do not recall having used a spice like that one maybe i mean Of course, it was just one meal, so I probably didn't encounter that one.
0: Yeah, how many spices? Because there are, there is a lot of spices that does go into Indonesian cooking, isn't there?
2: Um, Yeah, I mean, you have like you know um, the the regular Southeast Asian Mm. spices. You have um, you know galangal, and you have um, pandan, and all those kinds of Mm. things. So yeah, you have. Uh, a whole bunch of spices and herbs and things that go into the food panel
0: okay we got the food panel with us and it's time to have a look at some of the news stories some of the big food news stories which are currently uh, catching our attention starting with chef samir what have you spotted for a chef
3: yes i was uh, reading an article about a restaurant in spain
0: mm-hmm. which uh, they were using
3: seawater to cook the food Okay. Like they were cooking paila and uh, some of the rice dishes over there we're using the seawater rather than the so- rather than the salt and water and is that
0: that's not a common thing to do that's not a common thing to do, but it makes total sense doesn't it I mean why, why take water and season it with salt when you can cook with with seawater itself
3: yes so you, but you need to dilute the sea water because it is very salty
0: okay
3: and also you need to uh, clean cleanse it first mm. so nowadays what I was reading that it was available uh, already processed seawater yeah. which is without losing much of its uh, much of its uh, say flavor mm-hmm. and then it is uh, before using you have to dilute it as per the dish you are, to you are going to use in like if you are cooking uh, uh, say potato mm-hmm. then you have to dilute it one and then two uh, two part of water no okay. fresh water Okay. and then uh, if you want to see a different, then you cut a potato into half mm-hmm. then uh, boil the potato in the uh, diluted seawater then you boil it in a normal normal water then you uh, with, with salt then you'll find the difference.
0: Well, well, Chef, you're very lucky because you've got a vast access to seawater <laughs> <right laughs> in Dubai. So have you, have you tried it? I haven't tried
3: it yet because uh, the seawater, processed seawater, is, uh, is not being supplied here. Mm.
0: It is uh, available in U.S. and Spain both, mm-hmm. but uh, not, not in UAE. Because I'm looking at a picture of this, and there's a there's a chef, you know, there's a nice sort of glossy picture from the publicity company, and the chef's pouring the seawater in, much w- the same way that you would see a similar publicity shot with stock, you know, just gen- you know, sort of homemade pre re- pre ready sort of stock. Yes. It, it just seems like the most perfectly natural thing. But is it is it kind of a slightly controversial the, the, this concept of of buying in seawater? I believe so because.
3: Uh Seawater is something which is so uh, available in abundance. Mm. Like you can take a bucket, go to the sea and bring your water in. Yeah. But you actually cannot do because it is, uh, the, it is quite, quite polluted near to the, near to the beach. Yeah. You have to go somewhere around a, a mile in, into the sea
0: and then uh, bring, bring in the water. Not here in Dubai. Uh, Not Samir. here in Dubai. Perfect. Um, but uh, Jamal, it's been described, use the use of seawater, as the future of cuisine. Is it going to be something that's on your shopping list from now on?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I'll take it with a pinch of salt <laughs> <No>. <laughs> after what chef has said. <laughs> but, but, but it, apparently, <laughs> apparently, uh, Spanish chefs have been have been using seawater for ages. Mm. I mean, chefs like uh, like keek uh, Da Costa, Ferran Adria. Yeah, it says they've been actually cooking their paella with seawater for a long, long, long time, and it's it's definitely something I'm going to try, or maybe convince my friend Sohan to to throw a seawater. Uh, well, uh, food evening is as one as as, as he's wanting. I think to do. you should
0: because you're an adventurous chef yourself, Sohan. So this this must be something that would be on your bucket list to try.
2: Yeah, I would certainly be open to trying. I've cooked with you know <laughs> very interesting ingredients before. Mm. So yeah.
0: And one of the things that, that I've seen done is 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 fish uh, packed in literally packed in salt. Salt. Yeah. So it, there's kind of I mean I know it's salt versus seawater with a lot of salt, but there's kind of a precedent there. There, there is a you know obviously salt and food go well together. Salt and food <laughs> really does, does under go well together
3: uh, unless you are talking about desserts.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, oh, well, yeah, but a little bit of salted chocolate would be quite nice Oh, as well, yes. Uh, salted salt salt yeah. caramel. Yeah. Salted caramel ice cream also. That would be quite nice. Okay, let's take a look at our next story, uh, Jamal. What have we got? So I've got something very interesting.
1: Uh, this is uh, to do with the UK. Mm. Uh, Tesco's, uh, which mm-hmm. is uh, a, a supermarket chain, I've just introduced uh, a new dish. Yeah. And it's the authentic... Chicken tikka masala Yorkshire pudding.
0: Oh, nice!
1: So that is that. That I think is 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 amazing innovation. But I'm just worried about which part of it is authentic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but how does that work? So, so is this a, a, a Yorkshire pudding with chicken tikka masala inside it, or is it, it's a Yorkshire pudding that tastes of chicken tikka masala? No, it,
1: it's it's a Yorkshire pudding that's got a chicken tikka masala inside yeah. it. So the pie is baked with chicken tikka masala, and you take it home and you warm it up. Yeah, and and there you have the best of both worlds. Uh, But on a a, a nicer note, Tesco is doing something very interesting. They're planning to do uh, something called a giveaway Mm -hmm. where they're going to give all their unsold food to the homeless at Mm -hmm. the end of the day. Uh, uh, Last year, they said they had 55,400 tons of food that went waste, mostly uh, fruit and salads and prepackaged bakery products, out of which 30,000 tons could have been eaten. Oh, wow. That's a lot of food. That's, that's think, is a lot I of I think food, they actually
2: yeah. fo- seem to be uh, maybe following the example of the French because recently yes, I believe the French actually banned um, restaurants from wasting their food. They, mm. I mean, not restaurants, sorry, uh, supermarkets. Yeah, and there was an ug- food.
0: ugly food initiative as well, yes. which they did in France, where yes, they, yeah. they, they brought in all the food that would normally be kind of thrown away or maybe used for other purposes and sold it at discount price, and it was just flying off the shelves, you know, misshapen apples and carrots with protrusion. <laughs> and things like that, you know. Shep, I mean, chef, obviously, you know, as, as part of your industry, you want the plate to look, you know, you want the plate to look gorgeous. Yes. But at the same time, food waste. You, I'm sure you're not uh, in, in favour of that
3: no i'm definitely not in mm. favor of wasting food at all uh, whenever we have whenever we are processing the food for for the food to go on the plate mm. the plate has to look gorgeous yes but whatever the leftover comes out of it like the we peel peels and the cuts and uh, tits and bits of food which mm. there we can make stock out of it yeah before
0: uh before um, uh, it can get totally consumed that's what i love about whenever i've been in a in a working professional kitchen there's there's always that huge pan on the stove bubbling away and just you, I mean is there anything that you wouldn't chuck into that I mean you
3: know. <laughs> not everything in uh,
0: every pot but yes yeah, yeah. we do uh, make what, what this uh, this might just seem like a really stupid question but I'll put it out there anyway would a stock pan in a uh, an Asian restaurant look different to a stock pan in say a French restaurant or a, or a British restaurant in terms of what you'd be putting into that pan no Okay, but, but you guys use a lot of different ingredients, you know, a lot of different ingredients yeah, ingredient, in, in the some cooking. So. Some
3: ingredients are, have a character for a, for a particular cuisine, like for Asian yeah. cuisine. You, can, you are not going to uh,
0: toss a galangal into uh, into a French restaurant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. George has texted in. He says, uh, that sounds ut- utterly revolting. I don't know if he's talking about the Yorkshire pudding chicken tea masala, <laughs> the sea salt water, or just the show in general. <laughs> you know, thanks, George, I'll for us go home now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, and uh, somebody else texted in saying, seriously, that's uh, sacrilegious just to do that to a poor little yorkshire pudding i don't know why i think that's quite that seems quite nice combination to me two of my favorite things chicken tikka masala and yorkshire pudding suzanne is down at baker and spice today uh, she's checking out uh, a word i, I um abs- uh, absolutely absolutely uh, smashed earlier when i tried to say it shak suka breakfast ahead of world environment day which takes place uh, tomorrow and she's celebrating local rural food let's get a catch up with her
4: Suzanne, you're celebrating World Environmental Day with Baker & Spice, tell us more about this event. Today, celebrating World Environment Day, which is tomorrow, June the 5th, and I'm here at Baker & Spice in Duke al Baja, and this is really a celebration, almost a Thanksgiving, if you will, for the farmers and the farmers market on the terrace as that season has come to an end for the summer months. and. Celebrating local farmers and their producing of uh, food and ingredients for us and interesting looking at the sort of global scheme uh, around World Environment Day and according to the United Nations Environment Programme, if current consumption and production patterns remain the same with a rising population, by 2050 we'll need three planets to sustain our way of living and consuming. So. That's been very much part of the dialogue this morning, bringing together people here in the UAE at Baker and Spice. There's cooks here. There are farmers here. There are people that work within the food and beverage industry, producers, creators, and activists as well that want to build this dialogue and keep the dialogue going so each and every one of us can benefit from the earth that we live on, live on and the earth that we feed off as well. So it's a fabulous morning, lots of lovely conversation in the sense that it is a kind of celebration as well for coming to the end of the season of the farmer's market and, of course, looking forward to the new season in November. So I've been talking to Yael Meha, who's really been the main activist, I think, uh, behind this movement here in the UAE. She came here six years ago. Six years ago, there wasn't a farmer's market on the terrace there wasn't uh, that dialogue happening with local farmers to have food uh, being brought to our uh, plates here in the UAE rather than bringing food from outside and building on that carbon footprint. And that dialogue that started six years ago has widened. And questions are being brought to the table literally today to help spread the word. Uh, What do you do with your food? Do you buy wisely with the food that you purchase? Um, How do you want to live your life, how do you want to exist, how do you want your children to live and exist on this planet with the food choices that they make. So it's been quite an inspiring morning and uh, you might hear them in the background, the, uh, the the conversation, the celebration, and of course, eating some fine, organic, fresh food this morning, uh, being brought to us here uh, via Baker and & Spice. And there is a manifesto that Yale wanted to share with everybody and it's on the wall here at Baker & Spice. It says, food, buy it with thought, cook it with care, serve just enough. Save what will keep. Eat what would spoil. And homegrown is the best. So yeah, check out pictures online uh, on our blog this morning. And uh, of course, the conversations will continue. And I've been uh, interviewing people this morning, and I'll be sharing their stories later with you on the Thursday brunch. So uh, that's it from me. Have a great weekend. You too, Suzanne. All the best.
0: Great to hear what uh, Suzanne's been up to down there at Baker and Spice in Sukol Baha. As she said, the manifestos on the wall, you can go down and you can uh, check that out. And obviously, Suzanne will be back on Sunday uh, morning here on uh, Dubai Eye, and she will no doubt give you an update on everything that she got up to down there as well. Uh, sustainable food, um, thinking about how we're spending our money, Sohan, is it is that important to you? Is that something that you think about when you're uh, going shopping, when you're traveling around the world? and looking at different cuisines do you do you sort of factor that in uh
2: when i'm when i'm um shopping yeah i try and try and buy local wherever mm. possible um there, there there are more options nowadays than there used to be of course mm. um actually incidentally speaking of manifesto you have uh in BioOrganic organic and tcom i saw an, i saw a, a more uh pithy um, version, which was uh, keep your friends close and keep your farmers closer. <laughs> yes, so that's uh, that that that's quite a good thing to live by, as far as possible. Of course, you can't really grow a whole lot here because of the, the soil and the climate or lack of soil. And um, well, they're yeah. doing
0: a lot. I mean, si- you know, science is is coming in. I mean, I I, yeah. I, I saw the figures recently for the um, Abu Dhabi Farmers Association and the amount uh, in terms of volume and also the amount in terms of range of products that they are bringing out actually might surprise a, a lot of people i know you, you know you're clued up in, in the food industry out here but you know if, if if you've never been down to the food market if you've never been to any of the kind of local food markets that they do here uh go and check it out because there are, there just is some amazing uh produce chef i know that that's probably something that you're um clued into as well the kind of local product uh produce that you can buy here for use in janoon yes we
3: try to bring in uh, as much as local produce possible mm. but sometimes what happens that uh, when this uh, this upcoming summer we have yeah. to Uh, move away from some of the stuff like uh, the fish what we were using before was local produce, Mm -hmm. but the temperature is um, rising the temperature of the sea Mm -hmm. because of the rising temperature the taste of the fish was getting
0: diluted so we have to get our fish from France now. Okay, that's interesting. I didn't, I didn't even know that that would be a, f- a factor. I, I could, you know, if you talk about rising temperatures of the ocean, I, I could see, you know, fish maybe migrating to other areas where it's cooler or whatever, but I wouldn't have thought it would change the flavor of, of the fish. F-
3: it does change the flavor of the fish. Uh, as, wow. in, um, as I can uh, recall uh, reading it somewhere, like salmon. Mm. Why does it taste so different and so interesting? Because salmon migrates from seawater to freshwater mm. at, a, at, a, at a particular time. Mm. So when it is being caught while while it is migrating. So the change of the uh, seawater to uh, plain water, yeah. the change of temperature, change of water, make, the, make salmon is what
0: uh, salmon is. You learn something new every single day. I had just absolutely no idea. Guess the ingredient. And we can learn something new uh, right now as well. Uh, or we, at least we can have another clue to try and learn something new. Is our guess the gr- ingredient? What's clue number two, Jamal? All
1: right. So clue number two has got A lot to do with the way this looks Mm -hmm. This ingredient is bright red Mm -hmm. In color It's got a waxy texture Mm -hmm. It's dried and then ground Into a coarse powder Mm -hmm. And when it's ground into a powder It's
0: red again Okay. Try and guess. Now I'm going to be honest here. We haven't had a lot of clu- uh, a lot of guesses in. Uh, we, we've ha- I think we've had some right correct, correct guesses. Um, George said cinnamon. Sorry, George. Uh, that is not the uh, correct answer. Um, and and that's actually our only incorrect guess. We do like to uh, focus on <laughs> food news. So let's have another uh, food news story. But so Hannah, it's a little bit of an update from you in terms of some of the um, restaurants that have been opening in town as well. What have you spotted?
2: Yeah, there are a couple. Um, uh, the, uh, Jollibee is in the news again <clears> for um, the restaurant they opened up recently. Of course, they're immensely popular in Southeast Asia, and in fact, for some reason, they opened up a restaurant in Saudi Arabia well before opening a restaurant in Dubai. Right. Uh, but yeah, they finally got around to us, and uh, it's it's terribly popular They're in Dubai Mall, uh, and people are apparently queuing up for like two two hours, two and a half hours, um, to get their food. It's it's kind of this. Um, it's 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 a Filipino multinational chain actually yeah. it started in the late 70s in the in the end of the 70s and um, they have like it's kind of a burger joint but they also have rice meals they have noodles they have you know things like kind of a fusion stuff as well so Can I get
0: Tapsilog? Tapsilog Log.
2: Taxi log um, isn't that that's the beef be with the yeah, rice yeah, and yeah, the egg? Yeah
0: Tapsilog Tapsilog yeah. yeah yeah I've ne- I, I've ne- I mean I hadn't heard of Jolly of, of, of is it something you've tried?
1: yeah in fact uh, my my pinoy friends keep on talking about jollibee mm. and 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 it, it's they they swear by it and, mm-hmm. it, and it's wonderful how uh, all all of us move on to trying world cuisine or trying cuisine uh, at junoon or other places but we still crave for that for that little piece of home
2: yeah. Yeah, there's a bit of nostalgia that also factors into this
0: yeah but the, one of the thing i've just mentioned tat uh, Tatsilog, it's it's a breakfast item isn't it and you know it's some of the things that people have, you know, for for breakfast, and I mean, in in England, obviously we're we're famous for the very unhealthy kind of like English <laughs> English breakfast, you know, fried food. Uh, so you know, who am I to criticise? Tatsilog, of course, is fried beef. Uh, with, I don't think it's fried rice. It might be steamed rice, yeah. and then of course a, a, a fried, uh, a fried egg on top. Uh, the yeah. egg, obviously, fairly healthy, but the rice and the beef probably not the best thing to have for breakfast. <laughs> yeah, got, the got
2: beef, the beef is actually quite fatty, and yeah. as well. it's, it's a very, very fatty beef.
0: It is, of course, delicious
1: though. <laughs> I've yeah. got a very dear Pinoy you know, friend who keeps on saying, "Hey, I had my lunch for breakfast today." <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, this is kind of uh, similar to what they have in the rest of southeast asia i mean yeah. in in, uh, in in malaysia in uh, uh, nasi lemak is immensely mm. popular and it's basically Rice with like some uh, with anchovies and peanuts and and fried chicken. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, or sometimes chicken curry as well.
1: Uh, historically, uh, what I've noticed is a lot of lot of people. For example, Indians, are, a lot of them have paratas and, and and beef curry. Mm-hmm. And Pakistanis and Baluchis for breakfast. But historically, it comes from the fact that these would be these would be farmers, these would be workers that would go out and work. Mm. So they had a nice heavy breakfast. And then they really didn't didn't bother too much about lunch, and the next big meal would be
0: in the evening. Just before we we, um, go to our next break, I just want to mention um, a a food news story that I spotted, um, which was in the Times of India. And it says that Google can now count calories from your... From pictures of your food, so you know how everybody always snaps the dish, and then you know they're at a restaurant, they take a picture of it, and then (laughs) they put it they put it onto Facebook or or Twitter or or whatever it is. Now you can take a picture with your smartphone of the food. Uh, Presumably, you've got you know you need to have an app download on your phone as well, and it will tell you from the picture. An estimate of how many calories are in that dish. Samir, this can't be a good thing. I
3: don't know. I, I believe it is called "I'm Two Calories." That uh, that app is called yeah. "I'm Two Calories." Yeah. But if that thing is going to happen, I will going to tease Jamal to death next <laughs> next time I see anything on his Facebook. I will check the calorie calcul- calories yeah. on it. I'll tell him, Jamal, you're that calorie rich.
1: <laughs> I will stop owning smartphones because of this. app. is, no, is, that, is ju-
2: that before or after Instagram filters? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> maybe it, maybe it'll make it look lighter or something do you know (laughs) what though
0: you need it before you you need it before you've ordered it because if it's too many calories and you want to know that before you've ordered it. by the time you've ordered it you you, now you've got to eat it. you've got to pay for it right so everybody's going to start going to restaurants where the pick where it's got pictures on the menu of the
3: dish well i uh, i have to admit i'm not uh, i don't look like much but i'm a big time foodie yeah i order or i want to have food because how it tastes Mm. not how many calories Mm. it has yeah. Like if I am going to have a, a beef curry with a paratha, I'm going to have a beef curry with yeah. paratha, even if it is dripping in oil.
1: <laughs> well, to, be, to be very honest with you, I don't need this, this, this app. Uh, my girlfriend is my car.
0: <laughs> she's going to keep you uh, she, She's long.
1: worked. I, I used to be 165 kilos in my prime rib. <laughs> yeah, and you're down to what, 88? 88, 88 yeah? now still a long way to go for her. Doing good. <laughs> Let's just have another clue.
0: Guess the ingredient. Uh, Do you know what this ingredient is? Here's
1: clue number three. So this ingredient is one of the dominant flavors in donuts. Mm -hmm. It's used in cakes. It's used in cookies. But it's also used in savory dishes. I mean, Chef Samir uses it in his biryani rice, for example. Okay. And and this ingredient loves making friends. It, it goes really well with cinnamon, with cloves, with cranberries, cumin, ginger, sugar, mm-hmm. vanilla. It works with eggs, with pumpkin, with yams, potatoes, mm. with with wheel, with stuffings. This ingredient is something
0: I think I'm going to love. It's a it's kind of multi-purpose ingredient. Very, very popular good with dessert. Uh, We're getting so many um, guesses in now. Now, listen, I've never actually heard of this ingredient, so I'm thinking it might be a different word for something that I do actually know quite well. So I'm not going to tell you if you're right or wrong (laughs) from any of the guesses you're texting in, but I'll tell you what people have guessed so far. Rana says sumac. Jay says chili. I do know it's not chili. It's not chili. we've got uh, guess here Cayenne Pepper from Riaz uh, another guess for, for Sumac um, and um, somebody else says uh, Manulal says uh, Nutmeg OK, it's, it's exciting times because yeah. you guys are getting ready for your uh, Taste of India Tali lunch and the iftar down at Janoon uh, on the Sheikh Zayed Road. Let's let's talk Tali just for a second, <laughs> because That's- this is something that I started uh, trying recently. Uh, I was introduced to it uh, by a family friend about a year ago, and then I've started taking friends there myself uh, to a few different Thali restaurants. I love Tali. Just for, for anyone who doesn't know what it is, just explain what it is for us. Thali, you can
3: understand it's a, it's a meal, complete meal, a lunch or a dinner. Mm. You can have it in one place. It's a pre-plated uh, lunch mm. where you have uh, three different curries, which is veg, vegetarian mm-hmm. or non-vegetarian, and depending on your choice. Then it will have a rice, it will have a dal, and it will have a raita. Along with that, you will be having your breads and it's presented
0: um in a in a particular way and and slightly more particularly at Junoon to as well one, yes. you, you've got your own kind of presentation for we it. have our own, own kind of
3: presentation our uh, this is a semicircular plate mm. which has a handle attached to that and then it, it's, uh, it has been made in Muradabad in India because it's made completely out of brass. Mm. The place in, Murad- in India, Muradabad, is known to do the brass
0: work. Okay. So okay, so you've got, um, typically you'll have a nice, uh, beautiful sort of brass uh, plate with lots of little um, bowls on it as well. Those are called katoris. Katoris. Okay. So and um, so they'll be circling around the outside of the, the plate. Yes. And inside you will have uh, some rice placed or um, you'll have your breads. Um,
3: Breads come separately, the rice, etc. Everything comes and the entire thing, it envelops the plate, what what you're going to sit sit
0: next to it. And what I do, tell me if this is right or wrong, is I will tip the bowl that I'm eating I'll tip it onto the rice in the middle and then I'll eat that and then I'll do another bowl and I'm kind of move on
3: depending on your choice if you're if you want to go for the bread first yeah then you can dip your piece of a bread you know, tear off a piece of a bread dip mm. it in the uh, your choice of curries uh, my personal favorite is the dal over here the dal uh, black yeah black black the make. dal and uh, do not take a photograph of it, please. Uh, it is rich, very, very rich
0: in calories, <laughs> and it's typically vegetarian, correct? It's uh, dal is a lentil. No, no, uh, sorry, not dal, but the tali, the, the the actual the meal in in general. Will it generally be a vegetarian experience? We or? have
3: choice for vegetarian and non vegetarian. Okay, uh, uh,
0: J- Jamal, I can see you're uh, very interested in this.
3: Yeah, absolutely. A uh, quick question:
1: You mentioned that you serve this in 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 brass, and and I've and I've noticed as well across India. Uh, some people say you know drink it, drink water off a copper glass and and eat off brass. Uh, is there a, is there something Ayurvedic about it? Is there a science as to why you use a particular metal to serve food on?
3: Uh, over here, the the food t- which touches this thing as is uh, is steel plated. Right. The outside it looks uh, brass, but uh, the yes you are right about it. Uh, in Ayurveda they ta- they talk about that you have to keep uh, water in a copper pot. Overnight, it's uh, h- one liter of water And then oh, in the morning you have to drink it Empty stomach mm. It's very good for your uh, entire system
2: and Speaking of uh, metal food and, yeah. and science Actually uh, that, that just reminded me of um, Some guy invented recently a f- or For for Cambodia They, they have iron deficiency problems mm. So uh, he invented kind of um, a fish A uh, metal fish uh-huh. uh, Which, uh, I don't know He did something with the surface or something But it's, it's you just put it in the food when you cook it and it uh, the iron leaches oh, into the really? food really so that that helps them resolve. of course you can always like you know put iron filings in the food but that's not a good idea <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> no just, in so, fact
0: let's just state that quite so, clearly. you should never
2: put iron yeah, filings exactly. in the food yeah, yeah it, it could be bad for you if they're, if they're too large so, yeah. but yeah um this is a quite a safe way of getting iron into your food it just mm. leaches out from the iron fish yeah. and you can reuse the fish you know uh, because it has a ton of iron in it. You know? Yeah,
0: <laughs> chef. While we've been talking, uh, you've actually been preparing one of the cold dishes here. Just take just take us through what you're uh, what uh, I'm doing. Do, what
3: I'm doing is called eggplant chat.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, we take eggplant, we uh, slices very thinly. Mm-hmm. Then we fry it in a batter mm-hmm. made out of uh, chickpea chickpea flour. that's called besan. Mm-hmm. Then we fry it and then we toss it with the gram with the chat masala. The chat masala we may we also ground in uh, mm-hmm. in hmm Then uh, we I toss it with the yogurt raita. And uh, tamarind chutney.
0: So you gr- you grind your own flour.
3: We grind not not the flour, but yeah. the chaat masala. Okay, ah, okay. Uh, so the chaat masala is. Is, um, a, is it like a spice mix? It's a spice mix of thirteen different spices, uh. which is uh, tangy and uh, spicy, hot, mm. everything together.
0: How, trad- how traditional are these spice mi- uh, mixes? Will, will you find um, like a different mix for each different region or, or around you know the world in, in India itself
3: as well? Well, um, it, the garam masala, which is one of the traditional spices mm-hmm. spice mix, has its own character for each and every region. Yes, mm-hmm. you're right about it. But even in one region itself, uh, in, in one case Kitchen in uh, one uh, one of the household kitchen, you'll find uh, tons of
0: different spices, mix kept uh, kept over there. Yeah, so uh, Jamal, do you find uh, when you're tasting different foods in different restaurants, Indian foods, you say, well, that's that's not the right mix, or it's not the mix I'm, you know, uh, it's kind of the 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 flavor is very particular to where you're from.
1: Absolutely, I mean, India, there is no such thing as as an Indian food. Mm. So the cuisine changes as you go from up north to west to east yeah. down south. Uh, but uh, I've pretty much I've lived in 13 cities mm. in India growing up, and I've pretty much eaten. In every one of the cities, <laughs> yeah. so, but I've grown up uh, with sounds of 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 masala being pounded mm. outside my house when it's season, just before summer. And and I remember very interestingly these ladies from the village would come in, and the farmers would bring bring coarse spices, whether it was mm. uh, uh, pap, it was pepper or ginger, this whole spice mix, and and they would bring these these things we would call mudgals and oklies, mm. uh, which are basically pounds. Uh, and, and and these ladies would sit out there, and they would. With pound all these spices in a very nice rhythmic uh, way and then uh, you know, my my mom, my friends' mothers, they they would all come out with with these little jars, uh, porcelain jars, and the the spice would be filled in, and and it's 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 beautiful, and and I believe uh, even if you look at Middle Eastern cuisine, uh, I, I was reading my friends in Syria tell me that the baharat Mashakkale mm. is exactly like our our version of garam masala or, or chat masala, where just before just before summer they they pound all these spices, they let them out to dry in the in the sun, and it's beautiful. I mean, I. Food apart, gourmand apart, one of the nicest things one can be around is, 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 is
0: spices. Absolutely. And uh, obviously, the spice, there's so many spices here to find. The first thing uh, you did, Chef Samir, was head down to the uh, spice souk here in Dubai, finding out what kind of uh, spices and flavors were available for the um, menu down here as well.